Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, so for this week's episode of Joyful Heart, I wanted to talk about how our expectations can differ from God's actual plans. I feel that one of the hardest things to do is to kind of give up and push aside our own personal plans for life, to stick to God's plan and timing. I feel that it's hard because we can't see what God has in store for us or when plans or goals will come all together and if they will even work out in the end because I mean I think we start a lot of plans we start a lot of goals but most of the time we don't know if it'll actually go through so a lot of the times it is just giving up those plans and just putting full faith and trust in God that whatever is best in his eyes will come forth especially because sometimes goals and plans can take years to come together while others may only take a few moments. Sometimes we may never see the end goal or action as a result of our actions on earth. Our culture and generation right now is very big on the idea that you write your own story and that you are supposed to do what makes you happy and to put yourself above all else and to put yourself before anyone else. And this isn't always a bad thing because you should take care of yourself and you should you know, kind of stick up for yourself time from time. But we have to make sure that we don't try to put ourselves before God and above God in that idea Um, because he writes our stories. He is our creator. We are his creation. You know, the creation doesn't tell the creator what goes down. The creation doesn't tell the creator what's going to happen because at the end of the day, you know, we do have free will on earth. But God already knows what we're going to do. So it's not a surprise to him. And, you know, you can't change what he has meant to happen. You know, it's all in his timing and his plan. And I feel this can make it difficult for believers to hold back and wait on God sometimes. Because we don't know how long we need to wait and what we're waiting for most of the time. You know, it really takes faith to say, you know what, God, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when things are going to happen, but I know that you're going to come through in some way and you're going to help me out and you are going to answer this prayer and you're going to help me achieve this goal or maybe a different goal that you didn't see coming because we know that God wants to give us the desires of our hearts. And I know sometimes this is hard to hear because there's a lot of desires that are unanswered that are unfulfilled and it can make us feel like he doesn't care or he doesn't listen but this is just the enemy you know telling us these lies because in psalms 37 4 it states delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart and i know it may not always feel that way as i said because life is not easy bad things do happen and we can get hurt along the way or we can hurt others but We know that God is a good and loving father. As it states in Matthew 7, 11, 
So if you, despite being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Everything that is good is from our Heavenly Father. He has a story for each of us, and his timing is perfect, even if we never understand it. What I want to cover in this episode is how God's plan can differ from our expectations. In this episode, I will cover four people from the Bible who were given some of their desires, but not in the way that they anticipated. So the first person that we are going to cover is Saul slash Paul. If you're not familiar with the story, essentially through Acts, we can see the conversion as Saul lived as a life as a persecutor of Christians to Paul, a follower of Christ, essentially becoming who he used to persecute. And I think this is a great story that highlights a lot of important things. The first thing that I feel like it highlights is the powerful transformation and restoration that takes place once we accept Jesus, as well as how your background in life before Christ really doesn't matter because God can and still will use you for his glory and his good. So you don't ever have to feel like I'm such a horrible, you know, terrible person Why would God ever use me or how could he ever use me? Because he can. You know, once you accept Jesus and you repent and ask for forgiveness, he wipes your sins away. All your past mistakes, all your past failures are gone in his eyes and you are new creation with a new date. That's why, you know, it's like born again Christian because you have a new chance at life. You get a second chance. Now, as you read through Acts Once he is converted, Paul begins to go around and spread the gospel in various places. In Acts 19.21, Now after these things are finished, Paul resolved in the spirit to go to Jerusalem, after he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. From his perspective and a part of his plan, he would continue and go around and spread the gospel. That was his desire. That was his goal. That was something he wanted to do. And eventually he would make it to Rome. Um, So God, we can see that God does honor this desire and does give it to him. Was a part of God's initial plan because Paul was going to be able to do this. However, it wasn't exactly how he had planned. He was later arrested and since he was a Roman citizen, he was sent to Rome to receive his judgment because of his citizenship. We can see this in Acts 27.1. Now, when it was decided that we would sail for Italy, they proceeded to turn Paul and some other prisoners over to a centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius. So God fulfilled his desire to go to Rome to spread the gospel, but he did it as an imprisoned man and not as a free man. We can assume that this was definitely not a part of Paul's original plans or goals to be arrested for the second time and to do this while imprisoned. However, God used these circumstances to get Paul to spread the gospel in Rome and to be able to spread the gospel to those who were in very high positions of power, such as the Caesar, because Paul had to give his testimony as a part of, you know, the things he was charged with. 
through his circumstances, he was able to continue to spread the gospel to places and to people he never thought he could have originally if he was in a different position, if he was in a different, you know, state in his life. We also know that Paul was placed under house arrest for two years, as it states in Acts 28.30. Now Paul stayed two full years in his own rented lodging and welcomed all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching things about the Lord Jesus Christ with all openness unhindered. So for two full years, he was able to, through God's plan and timing, continue to spread the gospel unhindered. There was no one stopping him. There was no one getting in his way. He's able to fully preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we think about it, if he had been a free man, if you know he wasn't arrested, he probably would not have been able to do all the things that God allowed him to accomplish in that time unhindered. And I think it really just draws to mind that, you know, Bad things do happen, but God can bring good out of any situation, out of any circumstance. You know, he can go beyond your wildest dreams and imaginations and still do good. So we have to keep our trust and faith in him. Next person that I wanted to talk about was Jonah. Now with Jonah, his personal plans and goals are somewhat unknown to us. But what we do know is that he did not want to go to Nineveh. He did not want the people of Nineveh to experience or understand the forgiveness of the Lord because he knew how powerful and transformational the forgiveness of the Lord. He felt that since the people of Nineveh were evil and he did not get along with them for some reasons and he did not like them, we can assume, or he, you know, kind of placed them in the us versus them situation he felt that they shouldn't get to experience the mercy and the forgiveness of the Lord so instead of trusting God and following through with his plans Jonah did the opposite of this and fled the other way however God's plans will always prevail you can't disrupt pause or erase God's plans and I think that sometimes we think it's the opposite we think because we have free will we can do whatever we want to do but God's plans are still his plans you can't disrupt it you can't stop it you know this is what is going to happen and we can see this through Jonah 1 17 and the Lord designated a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish for three days and three nights the thing is you can run all you want in life from people, things, and situations. But if it's in God's plan and his will, it will eventually happen. You know, we don't have the power to stop his plans. We don't have the power to avoid his plans. And when we try to avoid or run from God's plans, we end up putting ourselves in harm's way by avoiding or fleeing from the Lord. Because that's the thing. God is omnipresent, so he's everywhere. You can't run from someone who is everywhere, you know? And I think it's a lot of the times we forget that in a way, you know? Like, God can see all. He can see your heart. He knows exactly where you are. You're one of his valuable children. He loves you. Why would he, you know, not know where his own sheep are? 
And like, think of the last time you tried to avoid God's plan or something that God had placed on your heart and how either painful or difficult it was to kind of come back to that, you know, or maybe you had faced consequences for that. Maybe you, you know, lost a friend or lost a friendship or, you know, suffered some kind of failure as a result of that. In the end, we pretty much end up hurting ourselves or we hurt others, which does more harm. And it's, you know, more things that we need to kind of heal from and learn from. So, you know, you can run as much as you want, but you only get hurt in the end or you only tire yourself out. In the end, Jonah's proclamation save the people. And we can see this in Jonah 3.10. When God saw their deeds, that they turned from their evil way, then God relented of the disaster which he had declared he would bring on them. So he did not do it. Although this might not have been the plans that Jonah originally had, God used him to save an entire people and to call them to repent. He saved them from the wrath of the Lord that was awaiting them. God also used Jonah to teach us about the slippery slope that sometimes we as Christians can fall in, which is the us versus them way of thinking. You know, when we categorize people and let hate kind of blind us from that, the enemy wins, unfortunately. We have to learn to see others how Jesus sees them. We don't get to decide who is evil or who is not evil or who doesn't deserve God's mercy when we don't even deserve it in the first place. And I think this is something that, you know, we as Christians need to be aware of. That can be so dangerous because I feel like when you dislike someone, it's easier to dehumanize that person and it's easier to say, well, whatever they get, they deserve. But we have to imagine, what if Jesus said that to us? What if Jesus didn't want to forgive us? What if Jesus didn't want to show us his mercy and his love? Think of how lost and hurt we would be. You know, we have to remember that we are all God's children. And we can't decide who gets to and who doesn't experience God's forgiveness. Because imagine if you didn't get to experience that. Imagine if someone withheld that from you, you know, imagine if someone withheld the gospel from you purposefully because they didn't think you deserved it. If God is giving and if he is gracious to all, then we should be too, because we are supposed to imitate Christ exactly how he is. Not changing it, you know, not letting our own biases or our own, you know, interactions with people dictate how we treat them. We are supposed to treat them how Jesus would treat them and how he treats us. The last two people that we are going to talk about today experience the realization that God's plans may play out differently than our own. You know, that's the whole kind of topic of this episode today is how God's plans may differ from our expectations and from what we can think what will happen. These two I have talked about before on the podcast are Abraham and Sarah. So Abraham and Sarah had a very strong desire to have a child. However, they had become very old and it seemed that Sarah had become past the age and the ability to bear a child. 
They had both grown very hopeless that they would ever even have a child. But their impatience got to them. Rather than waiting on the Lord, they decided to use another woman to conceive a child. However, this son that they did have was not the promised one that would receive the blessing. So God promised them that they would have a child. So he recognized that they wanted one. He recognized that they had a deep yearning for a child and that this is what they desired the most. He told them, you will have a child. Now, when Sarah overheard this news, because God was telling this to Abraham and Sarah was kind of, you know, eavesdropping outside, she began to laugh when she overheard this news because it was so out of her expectations and out of reality. You know, she did not think that that could happen, even though she wanted a child. And, you know, she experienced that heartbreak of not being able to have a child and growing older and, you know, those worries and fears. It was just unthinkable. She's like, there's no way this can happen, you know. So she started laughing. And we can see the Lord's response to this in Genesis 18, 13 through 14. But the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I actually give birth to a child when I am so old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you. At this time next year, Sarah will have a son. And we can see in a a few chapters later, Genesis 21, 1 through 2. Then the Lord took note of Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he promised. So Sarah conceived and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the appointed time of which God had spoken to him. God gave them the desires of their heart, but it just wasn't how they expected or when they expected it to happen. I mean, you know, sometimes things like this happen. It can take years for prayers to be answered. It won't always be instantaneous. You know, God will either tell us yes, no, or not now. And even though it is so hard, we do have to wait on the Lord because, you know, we can see what Sarah and Abraham did, which is what a lot of us do, is that when we don't have our answers prayed, we take things into our own hands. You know, we're like, you know what, God, you're taking too long, so I'm going to fix this or I'm going to find a way to get what I want. And they did it like most of us can, you know, they found a way around it. But it wasn't the son that would receive the blessing. It wasn't the son that they were promised. It wasn't the situation that God had intended for them to do so. So, you know, they kind of brought another child into this world that wasn't the one they were promised. And, you know, they had to deal with those consequences a bit um, where they kind of, you know, sent the mother and the son off because... It just wasn't the situation they wanted. And, you know, I know a lot of us can kind of relate to this story in one way or another where we, you know, take the situation to our own hands. We're like, you know what? God's taking too long, so I'll get it done. And then most of the time, you know, maybe what we create or what we resolve the situation or how we resolve the situation, maybe for the first few months, it's like, oh, this is so great. But it's not the same joy that could come from things that come from the Lord because the things of this world and the things that we can think of 
have a limitation to it. There's no limitation to what God can do. You know, and the things that he gives us are so much better than this world can offer. God's plan will not play out the way that we want it to all the time because he knows more than us and understands the complexities of all of our lives. God will offer better than anything this world could even offer or think of offering. The plans and blessings he has prepared for us are so great and wonderful, but we need to wait on them and to trust in him. It can be hard to trust when we don't know when things will happen or if they ever will happen. However, we need to trust God and know that he always knows what is best for us and will keep our desires in mind if we trust in him. I really hope that this episode opens your eyes and shows you the differences between God's plans and our worldly expectations. Try to give up more control to God little by little. Try trusting him with more things each day, because if you can trust him in the small and the minor things, you can trust him in the big things. I hope that you all have a wonderful day, and I hope that you have a blessed week. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye guys.